It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends. And with me is Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, we're closing out the week. A pretty long week, uh, depending on how you look at it. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've been sick the whole week, so that's made it a little longer. And then we've had uh, kind of the same topic the whole week, and today's not really going to be any different. Yeah, or another domino, however you want to say it, fell. Carlos Beltran will not be manager of the Mets anymore, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about just about a, a wild day on, well, pretty much Twitter. A wild day on Twitter regarding the Astros cheating and other stuff. But before we talk about all that, a reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, Jeff. So the day started with news. Well, actually, the day started with Jessica Mendoza getting Twitter riled up. <laughs> a poorly worded side of argument about how she's sad for the game that the reason it all this came about was because somebody told the media about it. And then we got the news that Carlos Beltran was stepping down. So, Jeff, talk a little bit about Jessica Mendoza and then about Beltran. Yeah, I mean, if you put on really Jessica-colored glasses, you can kind of see what she was trying to say. In the best light, maybe she was saying it's too bad that it had to come to this. Too bad that Major League Baseball didn't investigate when there were whispers, and it's too bad that Mike Fires had to be put in that situation to, you know, quote-unquote, betray his old teammates or whatever. Maybe, but the fact is... Um, <laughs> I mean, the Astros were loudly proclaiming, this is anonymous sources, it's ridiculous, put your name on it. I mean, uh, 
AJ Hinch actually said, put your name on it. And so Mike Fires put his name on it, you know? And so uh, bottom line is it seems like there's a lot of people who are not excusing the Astros, but trying to trying a little too hard to see both sides. And there are some situations that there aren't two sides. You know, if you're a cheater, you're a cheater. And, you know, sure, there's plenty of deep, dark psychology we could get into about why, you know, what was it about Carlos Beltran, the veteran, and Alex Cora, the bench coach, that caused these otherwise honest Astros players to go along with the scheme or whatever. But none of that really matters. The fact is they cheated, and and that needs to be the focus. And I think she probably just got cut up in trying to be fair to both sides or something, and it came out about as poorly as it possibly could, uh, thereby proving that uh, women can be just as stupid as men when it comes to things they say about baseball. So uh, score one for the feminists, I guess. She tried to come at it from like a player's perspective, <clears throat> which is fine. She was a former player, and you know she can provide that analysis. But I think that uh, first off, the hardest thing about because you don't know how she's talking. She talking as a Mets employee. She talking as an ESPN employee. She talking as a former player that's just being asked to analyze a specific thing. Uh, she just has kind of not too many titles. Like that's good that she's out there doing all that. But it's kind of hard for her to, you know, it's kind of hard to pin down what she's what she's representing when she says this stuff. And obviously with the Mets involved with Carlos Beltran, it got a little murky there as well. And, you know, I understand what she's saying, but the other side of it is I understand the fact that, uh, you know, she said that Mike Fires benefited from it being on a World Series team and then came out after he's on another team. But, you know, there's plenty of other things that, you know, people don't want to speak up at first, and then after a while they get the courage to speak up, and they speak up and put a name on it. And, you know, we, we've seen it in other things that are obviously way more uh, – way worse than baseball, but just, you know, just putting it in that sense a little bit. And she she didn't wear it right, her retraction – or not retraction, but uh, didn't go over well either. And it was just – you know, sometimes you just don't need to say things, you know, say how bad it was for the game. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Bottom line is Mike Fires is the only member of the 2017 Astros players, coaches, front office, anything who uh, admitted anything before having his hand caught in the cookie jar. You know, he is the only person who's shown any integrity in all of this. The only thing anybody should be saying about Mike Fires is, it's a good thing he said what he did so that we can get to the bottom of this and, and get the game cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. And then not too long after that, the Mets and Carlos Belchan, again, the mutually parted ways. The report was <laughs> that Carlos Belchan wanted to stay, but the Mets, the Mets had a weird way of handling it. I guess they never asked him about the stuff with the Astros. I guess they were surprised by his name being in the report and they didn't feel like it was best for them to continue with all that around them, Jeff, were you, we talked a little bit about it, but were you surprised that it came as quick as it did, I guess? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I think it was two days ago. I think it was Wednesday morning's episode that I said, I expect in the next day or two, he'll be gone. So, uh, I guess, actually maybe it was just yesterday's episode anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all. I'm, I was a little surprised at some of the details we learned, like, like you said, the Mets hadn't asked him about it. Seems to me like if 
the guy he just hired his manager 11 days ago, the team he was on two years ago is being accused of cheating. It seems like you'd say, hey, do you know anything about that? And the fact that they didn't or that they're saying they didn't, I mean, maybe they're all just saving face. Maybe they did and he lied to them and they don't want to, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's kind of baffling to me that they wouldn't want to know. Like, especially because he's been hired as your manager. He's the guy who is responsible for not letting your players do this. And so seems like it would be something you would have a keen interest in of knowing is the guy we just hired as a manager a cheater. There's a reason the Mets are kind of a joke sometimes. And, you know, this is definitely going to add to it. Um, we talked about it with the other guys who have been managers not too long, but obviously Beltran has not been a manager yet. He hadn't even managed a game. Uh, I, he put out uh, his statement, and it was actually one of the better statements. Um, you know, not excusing him for anything, but he did put out a good statement. Do you think that he will maybe not manage again, but do you think he'll get back into baseball at some point? Maybe a manager way down the line. I think he'll get back into baseball. I'd be surprised if he gets a manager job uh, for some of the same reasons I said about AJ Hinch on Twitter that basically um, manager, they're not called head coach. They're called the manager because they are in charge of managing people. And I think uh, both of them, AJ Hinch and, and Carlos Beltran have both kind of shown a lack of a spine when it comes to uh, managing and leading people and and doing the right thing and so i don't think he'll get another manager job and i don't think aj hinch will either uh and i think that's the way it should be i think yeah uh it, it's not some birthright to be able to be a major league manager it's a, a honor it's a job that you have to be qualified for and i think they have proven that they're not yeah i think the only thing for me that would get Beltran back in a little quicker is the fact that he was a player at the time and you know it was a play oh player-led movement obviously it was a veteran player not playing every day but I don't know I, I feel like that might help him a little more than maybe AJ Hinch in that case yeah I guess if you have the right uh the right agent he could sell it as uh Carlos Beltran is such a good leader he got a whole team of people to cheat with him you know he can definitely lead people but uh I wouldn't hire the guy all right we're going to come back and talk about some other allegations and Twitter, uh, people finding things on Twitter and people finding things in videos of, of some other cheating allegations. But before that, let's talk a little bit about Arizona. Arizona is great for spring training. It has great weather in the spring. It's great for more than just spring training and baseball, though. There's plenty of nightlife and restaurants and hiking and, and a bunch of other stuff to do. And Jeff, I know you were looking around on the website earlier and you noticed some good things about it. Yeah, it's a it's actually a really cool website. You know, we've been talking about going to this website to plan your trip. And I thought I should go look at the website so I can maybe plan my trip. And they have a ton of resources, including there's an app that you can download for your phone that will basically have everything about Arizona on your phone right there. They've got... Uh, a bunch of sections, you know, things you need to see, the Grand Canyon, different parks and monuments and uh, American Indian tribes and stuff, uh, a list of the cities and, and things to do in each city, 
restaurants, uh, outdoor adventures, family activities, places to stay, uh, basically everything you could want to know about if you're thinking about going to Arizona for spring training. This website seems really, really well organized. They've got maps of all the spring training stadiums. And if you click on a section, it shows you what's near there. It's got restaurants and resorts and nightlife right there in that area of that ballpark. So, for example, if you're going mostly to see the Dodgers, you click on Camelback Ranch and it shows you everything in the Glendale and Goodyear area that might be of interest to you, which is really useful. Having gone to spring training several times, that's uh, kind of a, a very useful tool that I could have used uh, pretty much every time I've gone. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. Yeah, and that website is visitarizona.com slash spring training. Again, that's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And stay locked on Dodgers. Okay, Jeff, let's do our obscure former Dodger of the day. No rhyme or reason to this one. I searched the 95 team and I... I found a guy. This guy's. I searched the 95 team. I kept going 96, 97, 98, trying to find an interesting name. I found one that I wasn't sure if we did before, but then I found one that I know for sure we haven't done before, so I picked him, and that's Mark Guthrie. Mark Guthrie played for the Dodgers um, in 19. From 1995, partially 1995 to 1998. Uh, right off the bat. The best part about it was that he's actually connected to your guy the other day, Ron Coomer, because he was traded by the Twins with Kevin Tappany to the Dodgers for a player to be named later, Ron Coomer, Greg Council, and Jose Parra in 1995. Uh, he was drafted by the Cardinals in 86, but didn't sign, then drafted again in 87, this time by the Twins. He actually dropped three rounds. Uh, he played with a bunch of teams during his career. He was a, a reliever and. Started off as a starter, but didn't really make it. Then ended up becoming a reliever, and he's just one of those guys that you know ended up pitching 15 years. He had two really good years. His last two years with the Mets and Cubs, at age 36, 37, with a 2.44 and 2.74 ERA, and a bunch of other types of seasons in between that. Uh, but Jeff, you remember anything special about Mark Guthrie? Uh, not not overly. I mean, I I I think of him as a twin. Because that's who, you know, I, I collected baseball cards up through about 1992 or 93. And so uh, for the first six years of his career, he was on the Twins. And that was during the time I was collecting baseball cards. So I have several baseball cards of him on the Twins. And he's just a tall, lanky left-hander. And uh, yeah, I actually saw his name when I was doing Ron Coomer the other day. And, and thought, oh, that would be a good one. Because I think I have already done Kevin Tappany, too. Uh, as my obscure former Dodger. So we've kind of covered most of that trade now. Uh, just noticing in his other transactions, he was once traded for Dave Martinez, who just won the World Series as manager of the Nationals. He was once traded for David Justice, who was kind of a big star. And he was once traded for Rod Beck, who was a closer for the Giants for a while. And uh, Yeah, so he was traded for some pretty interesting guys in his career. All right, let's move on. So... There is a Twitter account that it was suppo- allegedly Carlos Beltran's niece. I guess it first was right about him getting hired. It was also right about him ahead of time of him stepping down. And then it tweeted about Jose Altuve and said that Altuve and Bregman wore these devices on the right shoulder that 
the guys that would buzz uh, based on whatever someone saw in the video room. And then gave an example of a home run off Chapman, the walk-off home run from this past year in the playoffs. And then there was videos that showed him telling his teammates not to take his shirt off. There was a couple of photos that appeared that there might be something under his jersey. Um, although I did see another video where a lot of players had similar creases in their jersey. So, But, yeah, Jeff, what do you think about all of that and everything that felt entailed after tw- on Twitter after all that happened. Yeah, um I I was definitely taking everything with a grain of salt. Like I don't see any reason to uh trust some Twitter account without any, you know, profile picture or anything. Uh, just oh, I'm Carlos Beltran's niece. Okay, I take your word for it. You know, so I I wasn't really eager to jump on board with any of that stuff. Uh the But what we saw was other people, Trevor Bauer coming out and saying, yeah, I've heard that I've heard about the buzzer thing from several other people who I trust. Uh, Trevor Plouffe said something, I think, you know, there there were several players who said, yeah, I've definitely heard those those rumblings about it. Uh, And so it seems like maybe there's more legs than than just one anonymous uh, source that, you know, the Beltron family says that person's not related to us. I, I think one thing we've learned from Carlos Beltran is uh, not to take his word for anything when he's confronted with uh, uncomfortable evidence. Uh, so that doesn't really mean anything to me that it, it's not her, but I don't necessarily believe that it is. But, you know, uh, there is plenty of plenty of smoke here. And as you know, often when there's smoke, there's fire. Um, the Altuve video of him not wanting his team to tear off his jersey and then another video right after that where he goes into the locker room to take off his jersey and put on his AL AL champion t-shirt or whatever everybody else is just pulling their jerseys off out on the field and, and you know and his explanation to Ken Rosenthal was that his wife doesn't like it when he takes his shirt off on the field uh which seems I don't know like at the time, it seemed charming and funny, but now, when you think about it in this context, it's like that seems like kind of a lame excuse. Uh, and so, I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised at all to find out that these rumors are true. Yeah, yeah. MLB did uh, say they looked into wearable devices and they didn't find anything, but you know they weren't necessarily looking for it. So, if just because they didn't find it in the in their what they were looking for in regards to the other sign stealing and everything else doesn't mean it's not there Uh, with, you know, players speaking out, a lot of players speaking out on it on Twitter, whether saying that they've heard the same thing as well, or just, you know, retweeting or showing the other videos and stuff that was going around. And, you know, two Dodgers also spoke out on Twitter and they are, it was, Alex Wood and Cody Bellinger, and they were a little surprising because the Dodgers put out the statement the other day that, you know, they were, they were, MLB was, you know, pretty much said, don't talk about it. You would imagine that it would have extended to the players, but maybe it did not, or they don't care. But uh, Alex Wood tweeted that he would rather face a player that was taking steroids and face a player that knew every pitch was coming. Cody Bellinger tweeted, for the sake of the game, I hope this isn't true. 
If true, there needs to be major consequences to the players that completely ruins the integrity of the game. Alex Wood uh, responded to that saying, Amen, the fact that there hasn't been any consequences to any players up to this point is wild. That was definitely a point that we brought up and has been brought up a lot in the last week. So, Jeff, what do you think of the Dodge players? you think they went rogue? you think they got uh, clearance to tweet about it? Or, or, or what do you think? I'm sure they didn't get clearance to tweet about it, but the more I've thought about it, I don't know that Major League Baseball can tell players what they can and can't talk about. I think there's like a – like if they're – tweeting indecent stuff or something. I think there's some cause for discipline there, but I don't think they can say you're not allowed to talk about this. I think they can say it to the owners because um, they're not part of a union and they're, you know, I think major league baseball, it kind of is the boss of the owners, but major league baseball isn't really the boss of the players. The individual teams are, and, uh, but you know, they, they have a very powerful unit. I think they can say whatever they want. I think that's, I, I think the ban probably only applies to official team statements. You know, the Dodgers themselves will not comment on being robbed of the 2017 world series, but I think the players can say whatever they want. And, and they haven't come out and said, we got robbed of the 2017 world series. You know, they, they are being a little careful with their wording. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think they can say whatever they want. I'll tell you what I'm hoping, Vince. I'm hoping that this kind of lights a fire under MLB saying, okay, we need to look deeper into the the wearable devices, the buzzing, whatever it is. And I think, I hope they use this as leverage on Alex Cora saying, look, Alex, we haven't handed down your discipline yet. Uh, you have the option between a lifetime ban and a two-year suspension. And, and the choice is yours, but you need to cooperate. Uh, and, you know, because if they started doing this in 2017, then he would know about it. If it was after that, he wouldn't know about it. But I would think whether it's Cora or somebody else, uh, they might be able to squeeze somebody for evidence. And then I watch a lot of Law, law and Order. And, you know, if you have a plea deal, uh, it's contingent on you telling the truth. And if you don't tell the truth, the plea, de- plea deal is off the table. And so all these players who talk to the league uh, on the condition of not being punished, if Manfred finds out that they lied to him or omitted something big, like, hey, we also had buzzers that we cheated with, I think he can then go back and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to suspend you guys after all. Yeah, I'm laying down the hammer. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, that, that'd be a, an ideal situation. Uh, interesting use of the tactic on Alex Cora. But, you know, I definitely think now that more players are going to be open about it, you know, there's a lot of fan fest coming up or even spring training in a month and you know there's going to be a lot of players talking about it it's going to be a conversation and you know it would benefit MLB to you know look into it and and hope that that remove they can you know get to where they need to be where they can remove that from being conversation for the years to come but it's going definitely going to be a, a point of conversation the rest of this year so uh you know, if they do want to open a new investigation or somehow get into it, then I definitely think they should. And it'll be interesting to see what happens from that. Uh, just because, you know, like I said, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And there was a lot of smoke today. And, and in previous thing, there, this wearable device or this buzzing thing has been mentioned a few times 
uh, even by some reporters in, in some stories and, you know, now corroborated with a couple players and a couple other media members on, on social media. So, uh, it's, you know, this thing is probably not done and it uh, looks like it might be far from done at this point. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's definitely a lot of unanswered questions. Don't There's no guarantee that we will get the answers, but uh, there are definitely plenty of answers to be had. Uh, all right, I think that was it. I mean, it was it's hard to capture what the day was on social media, at least on Twitter, but we tried our best. I know there's definitely a lot, a lot more we could talk about. We could probably go about for an hour or so, but uh, we'll probably cut it off here. Jeff, you got anything else to add before we head out? I actually do have two quick things to add. Uh, one of them is totally irrelevant. Uh, so Alex Cora and his brother Joey Cora, did you know that both of them are named Jose Cora? Joey Cora is Jose Manuel Cora, and Alex Cora is Jose Alexander Cora. Uh, so that was interesting. The other thing that I actually meant to mention when we were talking about Beltron in a statement, uh, you mentioned that it was a good statement. I thought it was crap. Uh, and and it, it bugs the crap out of me when... Uh, see... I am a man of faith and I am a father and a husband. And so when guys get caught cheating and try to claim this whole man of faith and integrity and uh, father and husband, blah, blah, crap, it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been a cheating cheater then. You know, if you're a man of faith and integrity, maybe you should let that show in your actions. I think when you've been caught doing something wrong is not the time to say, I'm a man of faith and integrity, unless it's in the context of, I, I shouldn't have done this. And I, because I am supposed to be a man of faith and integrity, you know, and, but it's almost like he's trying to use that as an excuse as, you know, because he says, I'm a man of faith and integrity. And what took place did not demonstrate those characteristics that are so very important to me and my family, you know, using that passive voice, what took place, what took place is you cheated. You know, so, you know, if you said I'm a man of faith and integrity and when I cheated, I was not living up to those values. That means something. But what took place is garbage, passive voice trying to pass the buck. And I I have no respect for it. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a garbage statement, just like every other statement that I've heard about it. So, I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a statement that anyone's going to like. And that if that's the case, because they're all worried the same. Well, yeah. and, And that's why the key is just don't be a cheater in the first place. Yeah. That's the approach I take anyway. All right. That'll do it for today's show and for the week. Uh, a fairly long week for us. Uh, so we'll see what happens if anything else happens over the weekend. We'll be back on Monday to maybe talk about Bustroni's list that we've been pushing the rest of this week. Uh, but, if, you know, if anything else happens, then it, it'll get pushed again. But thank you for listening to Locked on Dodgers. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you think we sound best. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell other Dodger fans in your life about us. Make sure to subscribe and download and listen and rate and review and post about it and retweet and everything else about it that you can do to help spread the word. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnDodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Amperio. You can call and leave us a voicemail at 323-863-LOCK. That's 323-863-5625. You can also shoot us a text there or an email at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen.
Have a good one. Say we'll talk to you later. D. I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.